Welcome back. On this episode, we're going to be speaking with a top Dutch WTA player, Bibian Suits. We're going to be talking about what she's getting up to in quarantine, umpires, line calls, Wimbledon, a bit of everything tennis. pleasure to just uh, have you on the podcast and yeah just finally get to speak to you because you've been like one of these players me and Jaron have been speaking about a lot could we work together and you're just one of these names that keeps coming up in these events that we keep following in like the ITFs and stuff so yeah it's just okay. really nice to uh, finally speak to you interesting i'm curious why my name will keep no no it's brilliant it's because um me and ben like we love a lot of the like lower ranked like itf tennis not always just the main grand slam sort of events and for us we just see like a lot of excitement there and some of the top the levels are ridiculously good man like watching you every week playing um so yeah it's a pleasure when ben said that we can get you on we like jumped it it was like that'd be brilliant we've got a lot of questions lined up okay interesting Yeah, definitely. So, so what have you been up to recently? Obviously, no tennis can be played at the moment. It can be a bit boring. I know you mentioned earlier you've been a bit bored and stuff, but have you been keeping yourself busy yes, as much I as possible? Been. Yeah, more or less. I mean, um, I always wanted to do for a while to get my motors, motorcycle license. Wow. And okay. it was not possible, of course, because you need a couple of weeks and stuff. But um, So I started that one. So that is actually quite fun. <laughs> um, something else in tennis. And tennis, I mean, I've been struggling with a back, in, back injury for a couple of months now, I think since September. So we actually took the first four weeks, four or five weeks to try to get rid of it. Okay. So, yeah, then you're... So I was still on the... Pri- I don't know you guys, but we were allowed to go out and to go outside and the shops and stuff. So there were, you were able to get to courts. A lot of players just looked for a rental court and private and they went. So yeah, I wasn't allowed to do that. So I was back to biking, physical training and strength training. And yeah, I mean, riding bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're not allowed out yet. Like we've just whistled in quarantine. Like we've not had any, like um, anything from the government to say that we're allowed to, we're allowed to do a piece of exercise a day, but lockdown's very much there in the UK at the moment. So we just resorted to so Zoom. There's nothing, even also for the high players, there's nothing like separate that they can practice at the federation or anything? Not unless they have their own courts, I don't think. Like private courts, I think, maybe. that's. A, I don't think there's any anything being off, unless they're not telling anybody that it's actually happening behind closed doors, which is possible. But. Okay, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, Some countries can, some, some don't. So, yeah, yeah I think, we are lucky. <laughs> Freedom. Yeah, we spoke to one of the guys who is the like trainer or physio for uh, Taylor Fritz and Riley Opelka, and he was saying mm-hmm. that the only way he could play some tennis was one of his friends had a private court, so he was just nipping over to his to knock up. But then he said... That's only if you've got that luxury, but if some yeah. of not everyone don't. does, that's the thing. No, that's true. I'm oh, sorry. Um, that's okay. No, that's okay. true. I mean, um, not every lucky, but plus the side, like, uh, of the countries like you guys, apparently are so locked down, and we're in 
Netherlands are so free. I mean, people <laughs> go everywhere. I see more than ever. Like, you know, normally it's like, get those people outside because you're stuck on a couch and like, you know, and now I've never seen so many people outside running, cycling, doing whatever they can. And it was, it's crazy. I mean, they have to stay at home. That's the advice. Stay at home as much as possible. Uh, <laughs> it's, if it's not enforced though and people tell you to do that it makes people go the other way it's just human nature being told not to do so it's like that red button and don't press it people press it <laughs> that's yeah, exactly right it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we're yeah, supposed to be yeah. having like i think yeah but you're like jaron said we, you can only go out for a run or you can only go out for one bit of exercise i've been wow. out for a bit of exercise just to go for a walk and then there's people having picnics in the park there's people just walking there like dogs with families with kids it's hard to keep people at home if you've got children and stuff i bet they're going crazy just in the house for the whole time so yeah i think it's crazy i mean I, and, and also i mean if it's raining all the time it's a different story but the weather has been beautiful the weeks so. amazing even the UK, there's no <laughs> rain here. It's the sun. <laughs> they should have played. They should play Wimbledon now. Oh. Yeah, Wimbledon would have been amazing. It That's, really would. Yeah. Like, we're, we're we're so sad about that. We talk about it every day. Like, please bring yeah, back Wimbledon. It. Like, it's not happening, man. Anything, uh-huh. anything, bring back something. But everything is cancelled. I mean, 13 or 17 of July. It's now the first one is planned. But even that one, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm curious. I'm, yeah. Have there, have there oh been God. any other tournaments which have been suggested, like exhibition tournaments or anything like that, been suggested yeah, to you? In the men's, we've seen in America at the moment, there's a few of the guys playing in exhibitions and different yeah. things. And also back in Germany, there's um, a few clay court tournaments going on. Yeah. Granted, they're only exhibitions, but it's still good to be playing a bit of tennis, getting just the fitness back. Have you been offered any different events or you hear about anything in the women's side? No, yeah, I got one message from this guy who arranged for normally to play in France or in Switzerland or something. And he said that probably the end of May there was something in Switzerland, but he would get back to me. But I haven't heard from him yet, <laughs> but that doesn't matter. I mean, um, like I said, I took a step down to try to get my back fixed. And that just included doing actually nothing except walking and strength training three times a week. But um, so I'm still trying to build up. Like I think most of the people, you cannot start from being six weeks like this and then suddenly go back and playing two and a half hour matches. Uh, so yeah, I'm also curious. I mean, you see those guys playing. I'm like, did you keep on practice? Like, were you able apparently to practice during all those weeks? Because not a lot are. No. But, um, no, in Holland, they're trying, they're trying to start something up. But the Federation was saying that they want to give some people to get back on level, you know, to practice a little bit before they start tournaments with the possibility of injuries. Yeah, well, I guess in a way, like the best way possible, that this break did come in not the worst time for you in terms of like you was carrying an injury anyway. It's given you extra time for recovery. Um, yeah. How How is it going with the, with the whole like uh, recovery and stuff? Is your back feeling a bit better now? Yeah, thank God it's better. But still, I mean... Uh, before you were playing still a lot and even though you had some pain it's you know you're uh, it's my mother i'm sorry nice to meet you ah oh, nice barbecue yeah. perfect yeah there's so, so many um, of them yeah yeah the good weather come on what i know else do you do outside exactly I mean, yeah we have our windows and doors open every day here and literally that's all i can smell like every single day there's a barbecue going on around oh, here no, it's <laughs> so. uh, 
No, yeah. So the federation is trying to um, to give people thing, and also with my back now, that's a good one. I mean, it's going well, but still, I'm building up to like I practiced yesterday one hour tennis. <laughs> oh, nice! That's really good. Yeah. I still, I mean, I can't complain looking at you guys saying that you have to, like hardly anything is happening. I mean, I'm I'm the lucky one, I guess. Oh, yeah, no, not much. But we're having an announcement for Sunday, tomorrow, basically. So we'll see what happens. But it's not going to be much. Like, if anything, it's going to be no? a few little things opening. But we're still locked down here in the UK. UK have got the highest um, death rate in Europe. So, it's Well, even here. worse than Italy and Spain. Yeah, yeah, worse than Italy and Spain now. Yeah, we overtook we're, them. So. We're being heavily criticised for the, our lax stance on the uh, yeah on the crisis. So apparently now this is well, you've seen the death toll has gone past these countries like Italy and Spain. So we're an example now. Yeah, they're making apparently an example. Apparently, Holland's not showing <laughs> Apparently, Holland is not showing it. <laughs> they're not. So. Okay, no, I mean, course, but they had a. Let me see. Twenty eighth of. April, they said, okay, we're going to announce something different because we're locked down basically, except for, I mean, lockdown. You have lockdown. They call it intelligent lockdown. It's yeah. <laughs> lockdown. Like to keep distance and whatever. But um, supermarkets were still open and things where you can buy to do build, build stuff, you know, in the house. But suddenly they expanded till the 20th of May. And suddenly on Wednesday, last Wednesday, they were like, okay. Uh, no, last week was children were allowed to play sports because, yeah, so much criticism about the children and they get, you know, not lazy, but they're not moving. So they said two weeks ago, free about children to move. And Wednesday, we heard now from Monday on, we adults can also start uh, playing sports outdoors within one and a oh, half, nice. two meters distance, of course. And um, what else? I think they're going to open suddenly a lot of things, you know, like hairdressers, like dentists, oh, wow. like physios. Suddenly, like before it was like this, and now suddenly they open up to everyone. I'm like, okay, that's so weird. Yeah. Now, this is very interesting. I didn't know anything about this. So for me, I thought like we just moved tennis to a, to a new, uh, Netherlands then. We'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> you better, because the Federation was actually at the Federation was the only place where I was allowed to, to be able to play tennis. So only certain people was allowed to come if you did uh, if you meet a certain criteria. So they had to like li- put in this protocol where to walk, like one uh, direction only street. So you had to walk around and the, the how to use the toilet with the um, measurements. And now not even one half week later, we're all free to go. Wow. <laughs> you know, crazy. <laughs> I mean, free. Yeah. I'm, I was gonna, there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you on, uh, well, because of all of this craziness that we're experiencing at the moment with, uh, we don't know how it's going to be when you finally get to go back and play tennis. And I know that, well, singles is one thing, which I know that you're obviously, but with doubles, you're obviously, you're having some great form with your doubles at the moment. And you've been like really doing well in that. How's it going to work playing doubles like from from now on? Like That's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Do you have to be masked up? Do you have to be... It's impossible, but it's just... I don't know. I think... um, Now also it's different. People are... You know, we're all aware of this thing. But before it came... Ah, it's in China. It will... You know, it will stay there. No, it doesn't. And it comes back and then you have the carnival. How You have that as well? How you call that? Where people go out actually 
celebrating drinking and oh, yeah. yeah carnival uh, festival type yeah thing. festivals yeah yeah and and the worst i mean in holland that's why we had actually the biggest problem because uh in the area because only in the south it's where they celebrate that big and there okay, we okay. had the biggest explosion of sick deaths and whatever and in the north wow. where no one did it it's not that bad so yeah i guess uh to play doubles i mean you're both healthy and you know if you don't kiss each other and take each other's <laughs> bottles i think it shouldn't be that big you know problem i mean you know it's going to be so weird though when it does go back and we're able to play tennis again and things resume people are going to be scared to get close to anyone like even shaking hands and stuff it's always yeah, we're going to see I a new a that. new norm everything's <laughs> going to be just a little elbow no i i saw it at, uh, i saw it this morning i watched the highlights of uh, tommy paul versus uh, hubert hercas and to uh, shake hands, they touch rackets at the end instead, like from a distance. Oh, yes, I found that too. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. a different way yeah. of doing things. This is going to be very weird. It takes We're the see, Well, there's also talking about like bringing like less human involvement in tennis. So there's going to be more like robotics and different things with like no, not so many like line judges. And it's going to change. And I don't know if it's a good idea because I noticed with football, they've done it more with VAR and stuff. And I feel like that's yeah, definitely ruined the game for the worst. Like, I don't want tennis to get involved in stuff like that. I love no, tennis the way on, it they, is. They cannot, I mean, even already at the ITF events, we hardly have umpires, line umpires. We're, we're yeah. lucky if there are two on the line, you know, looking through the net who doesn't see anything on the other side of the net. So. Uh. This... In England, are the worst. I've got a question about that. Actually. <laughs> yeah. I've got a question. Why you talk about that? Something I've always wanted to ask. Actually, how often on the ITF, like generally on a match? Obviously, it depends depending on each match. But how often is the umpire incorrect with line calls? Does it happen quite a bit? Line calls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they are. No, often they are. But it's also how experienced they are because sometimes it's funny. In France, I played last in Macon, a tournament. And literally a girl of like 12 or 13 years old, I think 13, I asked her, she was standing on the line. Okay, yeah, no experience whatsoever. Then you cannot expect her to make those really, you know, calls. But the older ones who have experience, they're not that bad at all. And, but everyone makes mistakes, you know. It's, I mean, and at the WTA, you have the lucky that they're on both sides. But on the ITF, they're like on one side and they do the whole line. Yeah, okay, it's not... They make mistakes and you just will know it. But come on, even the idiots who are sitting on the baseline often miss a ball. So it's gotta be <laughs> it's mean, gotta be it's gotta be frustrating though when you know that you could be potentially lose like I or get a break point against you or have certain big points go against and you. And financially it's huge as well, like for qualifications to tournaments and different things like it's a big if the ball's this side of the line by a little bit, it can change a lot in tennis, so it's something that they yeah. do need to get more right, lower down. We notice it more when we watch ITFs that we find that the frequency of calls, doesn't, it seems to be a lot wrong. Like we can't always see because we're watching a stream, but you can kind of tell by the player's reaction when something's out. Do you know what I mean? Like with the, yeah, the, when the, it's the way really it goes. Off. Yeah, and I have to say England is known among players who is one of the worst umpires. I'm sorry. There are a few good ones, of course. You have okay. them. But the, the, the average, the age... Of England, um, sorry, UK's umpires is I think fifty plus, sixty plus. Okay, yeah, you know yeah, that's, that's a also then they have experience and you have just not seen well. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you can't <laughs> <do it fast laughs> yeah, no, I don't doubt I mean, that at all. Yeah. I don't doubt that at all for sure. It's a good point. Anyway, in Holland, we have the same problem. I mean, we have people. How someone uh, because apparently 
because my coach used to be an umpire on the chair and he used to do actually also line umpire but he did at wimbledon but also at atp finals so i learned a lot from him as well how it works and it's a completely different world it's actually quite as you know it interesting and i start to respect it actually more since i know i mean there's mm -hmm. actually a ranking also in line umpires in the atp finals you have uh, a top 10 and the top yeah. 10 of the world of they get there and you're selected so yeah. you know then but there you have the top of the um people but in holland it's also it's a joke i mean they're average older because no one wants to be in a chair anymore because you just get yelled at well yeah i think that's a problem <laughs> i think that's probably why they have to select them very carefully perhaps as well on the atp tour because there's a lot of hot-headed guys in that uh that they have to deal with and they can probably well yeah. you've seen that they can come into some very heated discussions with some of those players no names uh, yeah. names but we all know who they are <laughs> yeah and apparently men is really absolutely much worse than women women often don't speak up that much so um it is true but i have to say in the beginning it was like oh it's all umpires and everything but now i have been playing on for two years also on the wta and having like better umpires because they're different levels they have different no whatever there's a big difference yeah. you actually when you get them on the chair you actually feel it and then but it's funny like you were saying you get frustrated sometimes don't want to mention name but there's uh this polish umpire very nice but i've had her a few times on the chair and it's like the other day i went to the court i'm like oh shit oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know then it's just so I know, and then you already are in doubt before you bloody even start the match. Yeah, and that's not yeah. good. You don't want that so, doubt in your head at all. Like you need to be completely no. dedicated and committed to what you're doing on the court and have your game plan. Yeah, fully um, focused, isn't it? But yeah, something you touched at one point. You get yeah. No, sorry. Go and say what you said. No, no. Like you said, you gone. Okay, you see it. You think of it. Okay, whatever. I go play. But at the moment, it gets critical and you are in doubt then you don't have confidence while well, i know these other guys i had and they're the gold badge they have been on semi i have had this in qualifying of us open i walked to the court i'm looking at the guy i'm like oh shit it was the first round qualifying match us open against this norwegian girl and we had carlos and ramos on the chair he did the year before the finals at, between uh, serena and osaka oh, uh, so wow, yes wow. serena and osaka and I was like, hey, how are you doing? Because I know him from younger. And he was like, hey, I haven't seen you all, blah, blah. I'm like, geez, the last match you did here was the finals <laughs> last year. And now you're sitting on my chair. <laughs> I mean, you know, how does he feel? But that moment, I'm like, okay, you know, you know the guy is good, you know? Then it's different already. It's also different. Maybe you're too Serena. humble, though. You're too humble. You're a big deal as well. He must, he must be thinking, wow, it's shoes. Yeah. Maybe Serena put <laughs> in a <laughs> maybe serena put in a complaint against them you never know <laughs> you never know sure, I think, you know you can put um you can go to the tournament to put uh, someone on the blacklist no both ways oh, really we wow. can say as player like okay we don't want that person oh, but wow. they can also put a player okay we don't, i don't want that player for a year we were speaking oh, to dennis kudler uh yesterday and uh, he was uh, telling us that uh, there's a big fine if you swear on court as well. He was saying they were going to fine him $2,000 for swearing at Wimbledon when he was just said he just wanted an effing beer. <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Wimbledon apparently is much worse, of course, than the than the regular than other tournaments. It's this big difference, and even there, the ITF is different than the ATP and the WTA, and depends which umpire you have. Because I had this other umpire, and he's such the you know how you call someone who's so particular on every rule, and if you the moment you little out, he just gets you. Yeah. There's in that's a certain name for it, but it's anyway, meticulous so, maybe I don't know. Or very yeah, particular. I don't know. But too much, you know, like yeah. that you're an ass. So much. <laughs> I've, got a word, I've got a word, but I'm not sure if you can say on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's up to you. So, um, so yeah, it also depends who you have on, on the chair, who, who will find you much and who not, or who understands you a little bit more, you know? So it's also really, de- so even their rules, it still depends on who executes it on the chair. Okay, so, so yeah, I, I, I've got have, an interesting yeah. question then from this. So um, recently we've seen like a lot of news talking about a potential like a WTA ATP merger. For a start, and I'm question number one, do you, are you in favour of that? Do you think it's a good idea? And if it was to happen, we, I, I feel like we'd see a different, like tennis would change, right? It would evolve for the women's side and the men's side. We'll see a new tennis. Yeah, I think the, um, I think it benefits the women more than the men. To be honest, I think the men have a real nice structure broadly for the uh, more players. And now, of, of course, the discussion is as well for helping the lower ranked players. And I think in general, the men, uh, they earn more than, I'm sure, they earn more than women because they have often hospitality. I don't know if you know, but um, on the challengers, yeah, they have hospitality, which includes hotel and food. And our women's, okay, in, on the WTA you do, but on the challengers, nine out of 10 is just not with, uh, with hospitality. It is a big difference in money, even beside price money, just the fact of not paying your hotel for a week if you're yeah, doing well. Uh... It's huge. Food? Yeah. So I think the men, I don't know if it will, they said maybe in the end, yes, but yeah, it's so confusing. It's so different. And I think for you guys, if you are looking at both, like, okay, what's going on here and what's going on there, it's different. The names, the points, the ranking. Mm. It's, yeah, so I think for general tennis, it's a good thing. I don't know how much the men will really do it, but I think for the women, if they make it, because the, AT, the WTA is more focused on the top 150, like yeah. concerning, because it then you are a full member. So there, they really want to take care of their members. And if you're lower, you're, okay. You know, it's different. I mean, you know what I mean. It's not bad, but it's just to take care of that. And the rest is ITF, because if you're top 150, 200, you do WTA. And the rest, actually, on women should play ITF, while the ATP, most of it is ATP, except challengers ATP. Yeah, because it's interesting, because there's not like really a challengers in the women's tour, is there? It doesn't exist. Do you no, not think there yeah, should be something like that, like a level, like a challenger sort of level where you've got ITF so. challenger and ATP? Uh, they call, if we play 25 and how, higher, in the women we say we play challenger. And for okay. us, 50,000, 15 are called as futures. But okay. we don't have it like the guys really named. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah, like guys, the 25 and the 15s are the ITF and everything higher is ATP challengers. But we have still 100,000, 50,000. We have actually all ITF. So mm. it's different, yeah. But 
certainly a problem which I thought across the board, this is ATP, WTA, uh, everywhere, is definitely the prize money. And it's like um, it definitely, a lot of people are talking now because it's a bit, we're in a crisis and about money. But I feel like it's an issue we need to be talking about throughout the year, like all the time. The way the money is sort of focused at the top is not right at the moment. And it needs to be sort of filtered down to lower ranked players because we want to see them players coming through. Like we love watching the lower ranked players. It's more fun for us, if anything. Yeah. Definitely. And we just want to yeah, see then. like them get be able to give on a pedestal to be able to be the likes of the next Serena Williams or yeah, one of the top yeah or even players. just make money. And yeah. I wrote this on Twitter the other time that an, uh, an supervisor a few years ago, he said that a, even more years ago, there was an idea to take one or two percent of the total price money of Grand Slam, ATP and WTA, put it into the ITF so that the lowest Price money of the ITF would be sixty thousand. Oh, yeah, so brilliant! Not anymore, case, but sixty. So that means you're not talking a different point, but just about the money. So that yeah, the lowest price money is sixty, but of course it has to be voted on. And yeah, yeah, well, I, didn't I came thought, true as you noticed. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's a really great idea to be honest, because I think that that's just one. Less, I mean, I can't speak for tennis players, but I'm, after we spoke to Noah Rubin, and he's very for people's mental health, and he, that would be one less thing that players would have to worry about if they didn't have the worry of money, and they know that if they get so, sort of, yeah, exactly, one less thing to worry yeah. about going into tournament. The one, it's like a little pressure off your shoulders, knowing I don't have to win this to get my ticket plane ticket home or something that's uh, it's we'll nothing better be than watching a, a tennis though, player on court with less stress <laughs> yeah exactly like i don't think yeah, any no. tennis professional should have that sort of worry because you're that good at the yeah. sport like i don't yeah and if you look at other sports in comparison like football obviously it's different they've got more like broadcasting money and marketing and stuff yeah. but it, there's a lot of other sports what pay very highly and i feel like tennis players they should be getting more than what they do that's just maybe i'm biased because i love tennis but just from no, the general thing. Enough. A lot of uh, those graphics about showing the difference between NBA and football, which where is the money? I mean, here it's just if you're top 100, basically, you are there. And if you're top 200, you already earn like one fourth less than a top 100. But yeah. if you're a thousand or something, but I, okay, I have to say between seven, there's earning money between the players, but uh, of course, you have people going up, you know, like starting and moving through the ranks. But yeah, to be honest, there are also people who are like 700 and lower who has been there for like 10 years and just keep playing and who maybe don't have the level. That's, that doesn't matter. But yeah, that, you know, there has to be a little bit difference. But the top at least, yeah, six, five, 600 should be at least 500 should be able to do something, you know, like yeah. make an... Um, make more of a living or whatever but the same with the the wta atp as well they both have a pension fund for example but this is linked also amount how many years you are on the sun ranking and how much you earn but actually if you so if you earn more you get a higher pension in the end but the thing is if you earn already so much you're top 10 or top 20 or whatever you yeah. have such a big income you actually basically don't need that pension or hardly anymore so i was talking to so, uh, to this other girl that like yeah you know they should like put it average make it down so that more people can actually profit yeah. from yeah. from a pension later on because yeah, for sure. yeah we don't have it i mean 
me, I still am not entitled to it. A lot of girls don't are entitled to it, and you have to be five years not consecutive, wow. but well, but still five years in total of your career. Top hundred fifty in singles. Wow, which is difficult to achieve if you trying to avoid injuries, trying to stay within that bracket is very difficult. Yeah, it's not. So it's a small bracket and yeah. a lot of money. Well, if you put like, say, if you say three years in 200, it's already, you know, like even five years in 200, it's uh, something. You yeah, know? it definitely seems sure. like a broken system to me. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's skew, I, it's off. Yeah, I think I think we would find less like I know that it's a very controversial subject as well. But if there was more money in the lower rank, like in the lower tournaments, I think you would have less about this match fixing and all of these stuff because the players wouldn't yeah, be yeah, doing this type of thing yeah. for money on the side. Like I know yeah. it's a terrible thing to bring up, but it does happen, and there's a lot of players yeah. on tour that are very very angry about it. And with that, yeah, no, it would it, it would prevent it. It would surely prevent. A lot of that happening if players were getting paid better. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I think it would. But even just to see the different attitude among the the future tournaments, how everyone's actually killing each other for one point, and the moment you go up, of course, still people are killing it, like working for it. But it's it's different. But like there is like out of you know, it's such a different world. But it's just yeah, it's not fair how it's. I think distribute at the moment let's move on to something a little bit more light-hearted if yeah i'm gonna say that light and I... yeah uh, you're the you're inside the top five uh, players uh, in the netherlands as well for women so that's like an amazing achievement for yourself like uh are you able to give us like some background on maybe like how you got started in tennis and stuff over there in the netherlands is there quite a good system to help you get into tennis over there um, I think in the beginning when I was younger, then, I mean, I started with my dad. My dad is a tennis teacher. So there was easily jump made, getting to the tennis courts and stuff. And then uh, in the early system, there was, of course, the federation would help you a lot. And there were like from lower groups, lower levels who helped you. Um, yeah, you could move through. But nowadays, I think it a little bit changed. Like it starts at the tennis, regular tennis club. And then you go to the more, yeah, maybe to the academies. And if, if you're really up, you can go to the federation. But at the younger days, there was a lot of federation and a lot of big groups and traveling together. And yeah, I think it was really nice uh, at that, at that yeah, period. What's your favorite tournament to play on, on the whole of the tour? Like, was there any particular place you just think, ah, oh, I love this tournament coming up and I love traveling to that destination? And is there, is there one particular one on the, uh, on the tour? Wimbledon, definitely Wimbledon. <laughs> Uh, actually, Wimbledon, the, I think main draw was great, but the, I played doubles main draw, but the qualies, to play qualies Wimbledon, it's... So it's UK umpires again, isn't it? As well. But <laughs> no, but you know, you know we don't play qualies at the main side of Wimbledon, right? Yeah, I think I've seen some of the qualifications. We play at Roehampton. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. There it's like cricket court, cricket grass, and they just paint lines on it. And we play tennis on it for a couple of weeks. Oh, yes. So the feeling of Wimbledon qualies, if you play qualifying, you don't really have the feeling you play Wimbledon. Yeah, because everyone is in white, but that doesn't count. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so where would it be then for you? What is your favourite place to go and play? I mean, I love Wimbledon, but it would be, you know, nice to experience more the Wimbledon feeling and you have to be on at Wimbledon self to really do that. So at the ITF, I always like Germany well organized. First Schmolt actually always, always plays well, the 60,000. Um, but my WGA favorite is um, Auckland because now it's yeah, a few things. Well, you might say that. I won my first w- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I won my first WTA there with Sarah, and then I also had a great go uh, against Jeannie in on center court, which was an evening match center court, and that was actually uh, so the two greatest, um, yeah, like the greatest moments we were there. So that's my like special tournament. <laughs> such wow. an amazing country as well so you're really lucky to be yeah. going to these places experiencing like uh, well new zealand what a, what a place i've never had the chance to go myself but i bet it's yeah, a... if you don't see anything the club <laughs> <laughs> so so wait who did you play in the final did you say genie was it genie bouchard no i won doubles there with oh. Sarah. yeah uh and 2019 i won first round against i'm not sure who i beat uh oh yeah i played against ellison but she retired at five two and then i played second round at genie bouchard that was it yeah yeah i I was watching some of that that was in january but there was one i was watching of yours against bouchard which was january 2019 i think and uh Yeah, that looked like a bit of a dogged affair, like uh, both of you properly going at it. Like, what was it like playing her? I know she's like obviously quite a highly ranked uh, tennis player. Was she was top five at one point? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I think top ten. I'm not sure which yeah. exactly, but uh, no. But I heard afterwards from her coach because she stopped with her coach, and I saw him a couple of time, uh, a year later when he was coaching uh, Timea Babos. Yes. And he was telling me, actually disappointed she had to play me because I was a nobody. So uh, she was like a little bit apparently cocky, like, oh, I have to play her. And he told her, you'd better watch out because I, I've seen her now and it's going to be difficult. But You won the first yeah, set I mean, as well. I mean, yeah, after set point down and challenging it and have to be right. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine not having a challenge there? So actually the serves guy missed it and the umpire missed it. The ball was like this far out. There was a set point. So if I didn't challenge it, I would have lost the set. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, you don't need that. margins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah, well, that was well, that was one that looked like really interesting to watch. I was watching another one where you're playing Elise Mertens as well. I think this was in Luxembourg yeah. last year. I know, I know that the first set wasn't uh, particularly great, but uh, the second set... There's a story behind it. But okay, but the second set, I was going to say, you yeah. did you want to tell the story? Let's yeah, the story. Yeah, 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 yeah the story. Go, go for the story first. So I was just up till s- one hour before, I didn't know I had to go on court. Oh no! <laughs> oh, <So> no. <laughs> How did that happen? Yes, because you have the system of lucky loser. You guys know, ah, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I, you have to sign in the morning to be able to. Yeah, beat. and I was actually the first one there. So she said, yeah, you're number one lucky loser. So if someone pulls out, you're in. I'm like, okay, good. So I'm going to stay here. I warm up. I warmed up. But then she came to me like, oh, sorry, you made a mistake. You're not first. You're second. No, okay. But then because there was only talk about one girl who was going to retire and it was against Elisa. And she also was there to play. So I was like, okay, you know, then I'm done. I'll leave. 
So actually, I went with my doubles play partner. We went to the city. <laughs> first, we won. first, we warmed up. Then we went to the city. And then at one point, they called us at five o'clock. She says, where are you? I'm like, yeah, I'm just coming back to the club, but I'm not there. Yeah, yeah, at six, you're on. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, you're playing. I'm like, what happened to the other girl? Yeah, she doesn't want to play. I'm like, what? Um, <laughs> she doesn't okay. want to play. I'm like, and in the end, they made a mistake. So I was first all day long, but they just made a mistake and I didn't want to admit it at the time, but that's okay. So we start driving back, big traffic jam. So I end up uh, running the last 2K back to the court because what? if not, I wouldn't uh, have been on time. 2K two, <laughs> two two run. That's brilliant. Though. That's I, I, so good. I was going to say you went out in the town having like a big slap up lunch or something, just ready and then have to go and run on court after eating or something. So, yeah, I hardly had, I hardly had eaten something really, but a, a, a two k run before you go up against at least Mertens isn't the uh, best uh, thing. I wouldn't have thought. But yeah, yeah, I didn't have much outfit with me or whatever. So actually, yeah, so I went on court. I was like, Shit, "What's happening? <laughs> what's going on?" So wait, how did the match go, Ben? In the end, ah, uh, well, that's why I didn't want to sound too down. Now, now you completely explain the first set. So there's like excuse. The first set was six love to Elise Mertens, but the second set, I was going to say, you completely changed up like the strategy, which I thought was really like great to see. You sort of worked out that. You were just ping a load of drop shots were just falling in. And then as soon as your, your lob was just amazing. Every time she, you drop shot her, you literally hit the baseline with every lob, this backhand side. I was like, it was like clockwork. Like you've hit that one in training multiple times, oh. I'm sure. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. No, but it's just uh, also, I mean, sometimes I have to say myself, if you, if I look at him and I look at tennis, like, okay, it's high level, but how is high level? And I have to say when I got on court, I mean, I was relaxed and everything, but when I got on court and I, I was surprised by the level. I mean, how often do you play against someone who's top 20? Mm. And if they are at shape, apparently, so I was at that moment, I experienced how it is to play someone top 20 who's actually playing well. At least so a very big hitter as well. Actually, like she can hit through the ball quite hard. Like she's a very good hitter. Yeah, the ball. yeah. She changed, and normally I play like a ball. I'm like normally that's a good ball, and now I got like an even better ball. I got back. I'm like, oh, okay. But <laughs> to, I had to get used to her game as well, her level, yeah. because I have never played actually a top twenty for a year. So it's it's a different level, which also you have to get you. So that was also part of six love because like okay, this is different. Okay, I have to. Do something to get in there. <laughs> it was the 2K run. Let's put it down to the 2K run. It was... <laughs> and the part of no eating and walking in the center for half a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, part of that as well. <laughs> yeah, you'd already relaxed. You'd, 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 your mind had relaxed already from the, uh, from the first set. So when you, got your, when you got your mind back in the game, see, that's when it all started coming together in the second set and you started picking her off with those lobs. So being better, <laughs> yes, it was better, much better. As an as an overall comment though, the WTA is like very exciting in terms of like there's so many good players who can win tournaments. That's what I find the best thing. Like when you watch a tournament, like from start to finish, there's so many names at the beginning, and it's like very unexpected. You don't know who's going to win really. It's all about no, who's no, yeah, no. like with the men's. It's more predictable than what the women's is in terms of like there's so yeah. many good players yeah. in the women's. It's very much uh, sometimes fifty yeah. fifty. It's hard to know. Uh, which yeah, I think gives awesome. a lot of opportunity yeah. for players like you. Like you've got a really good chance to win tournaments and all, all across the board, really. So it definitely is an exciting element. But 
from that, do you have yeah. one player you like watching, like one of your favourite players? Barty. Barty. Hey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant, yeah. That's what I mean. What What do you think of, I know that I was following a few, like the Dubai Open, I think it was, where there was Ons Jabur, who's sort of just storming on the scene a little bit recent, recently, and she's just been playing yeah, some incredible she's fun. Stuff. She's also really fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's been... She, she looks fun, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> But some of the shots, she's, she's, fun. <laughs> she's able. She's such a big hitter, though. I was, like, I was really shocked. Her level suddenly went like up all of a sudden over the past. I think she like, rose to playing better players. She started playing better players and just managed to rise to that level. And she was able to bring her game up as well. And that's just something what yeah. players need to be able to do. Yeah, to play better players and to go up. That's how it also basically kind of works if you have the level. Yeah. So why Barty, apart from the obvious that she's, like, brilliant at tennis? No, but I like her. I don't like... I mean, the Serena just hitting. I'm sorry. So uh, Osaka also just hitting. You know, there's no mixing up. Kvitova also. It's all... Sorry, it's one-dimensional hitting and okay tactics, but a Barty is a slice, a drop shot. She comes in, you know, it's it's not all... Food ready? Food ready? Okay. <laughs> That's fine. We'll cut it. We'll cut it soon, anyway. That's all right. Um, so yeah, different kind of time type of game. It's not the just the same thing. She's not big, and I like that the all round player who does different things. Even Taylor Townsend, I think, is great to watch. The change and the serves volley, aggressive to the net. I, I mean, I love it. Nice. Perfect. Well, I guess we'll probably wrap it up there. We'll let yeah. you have your dinner. I don't want to get cold for you. <laughs> That's all right. No worries. <laughs> That's Sorry. fine, obviously. Uh, yeah, Thank you a... so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure just talking to you and asking these questions we've had in our head for a while. It yeah. looks like you're in good spirits to keep them going and we can't wait to see you back on yes. court soon. Yeah, I would love to as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. enjoyed it. Thank you very much, guys. Thank no you. No worries. You take care. So, have a good night in yeah, the quarantine too. as well. Lockdown. <laughs> Cheers. We will do our best. All Thank right, you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs>